Amen, amen, amen. This is LUTG Radio. Hallelujah. And I am Kathy Brock. Amen. The LUTG stands for Let Us Thank God Radio. And that is exactly what we are going to do. Amen. I want to encourage you for the event that we have coming up um, on the uh, 18th of December and the 24th. We're going to keep, we're going to run it both days. And I want to encourage you because I want you to worship. And this is how much I want you to worship. I went and pulled out some scriptures about worship. And this little piece right here is called Paul Worships. And I got this based off of Acts 24, verse 14 through 19. And see, what happens is in the 24th chapter of the book of Acts, an apostle of Jesus Christ, Paul, was accused of causing an uprising. He was accused of detangling the minds. You know, they were acting like he was going, come here, my pretty. <laughs> he he didn't do that. They act as though he was like, yo, I got some great dope for you. He wasn't doing that. They were acting like he was saying, yo, man, um, I'm only 15. Can you go in and get me a beer? He didn't do that. They act as though he was saying, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to smoke, drive, and comb my hair at the same time. Paul wasn't doing that. He, they acted as though Paul was doing the worst possible things you could absolutely do. And check this out. They said Paul was detangling the minds of Jews. As if they could not think for themselves and say, ah, whatever, dude, we out of here. They had two feet. They could walk away if they were offended. They didn't walk away. They stood there and they listened. How many of y'all have gone to an event and let's say you go to see a, a comedic show and this dude or this woman, terrible. They so bad. You start throwing your pop cans. You throw your popcorn at them. You take your girl's ready, ugly shoes and you throw your shoes at him because he's so bad. Now, if you can pick up something, I mean, if you can pick up something and throw something at somebody, can't you get up and walk away? Can't you get up and just like, we out of here. Stop off at the box office. You know, if you stop off, if you go to the box office within a few minutes of the show, you can get your money back. <laughs> you ain't got to sit there for the whole hour. They act as though Paul was saying, come here, let me twist this in your head and make it stick. He wasn't doing that. But don't you t- kind of get the idea that maybe they were trying to say, yo, Paul, we know your name really was Saul. And we remember what you did when you was Saul. You went around jacking people up. But now you're saying the same thing, that, same thing that they were saying. And so really these people were in a position that Saul was before he became Paul, before he knew who Jesus Christ was, before he met the Lord. He was going around saying, yo, I represent Jehovah Elohim, the Lord most high. You know this Jehovah Jireh is the man. He is the Lord. How dare you say he had a son? He's God. What you talking about? You know what I mean? 
When somebody come up and say something bad about your girl, your your buddy, that's man, y'all grew up from the flow up. So how dare they say something about your your buddy, your friend? You're like, oh, those are just fighting words. Let me just tell you who my friend is. They are not what you say. They are this, 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 and this. And you start rattling off all the adjectives that you can find, all the positive verbs you can find. They do this, 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 and this. And you rattling off your friend's resume of blessed deeds and and great character. And so that's what Saul was doing when he was going around jacking up the, the people that believed in Jesus, jacking up the Christians until he got got before the Lord because he was going to do it, do it again. And God caught him in the middle. He goes, yo, Saul, you, you killing my people. You, you killing the word. I didn't came down here and then paid defeated death, hell in the grave. And you ripping it out. You ripping out the roots like crazy. He like, dude, you're like a lawnmower to my seed. What are you doing? You just chopping up and you chopping up in the wrong way. What are you doing, man? And God introduced, God struck him blind and had one of the disciples to come and get him and to hide him and, and to restore his sight and to tell him about who Jesus is and who Jesus was and everything that Jesus did. And upon upon finally sitting down to listen, instead of immediately just chopping people's heads off and putting them in jail, Paul listened and believed and received. And so from that point, he spent 13 years learning as much as he possibly could about Jesus. And then he began to teach. He began, became what's called an apostle, which is is to set up churches, is to set up uh, schools to teach people about Jesus. A school in that time was just like the same as a church. And so he would set up churches and go around the country, Asia Minor and just Asia Major, just go everywhere, all over all over lands that were, amen. If it existed, Paul tried to make his way to it to tell people about Jesus. And so here it is. He's standing before a group of Jews and he's telling them, yo, my God is, oh, he's so good. You just don't know. Jesus, he defeated death, hell, and the grave. Let me tell you, he was up there. He, he, he saved people. He healed a man's ear. He, he, he brought this girl back from death. He brought back his buddy Lazarus. He, he healed the blind. He healed lepers. He, he took away all our sin. He paid the price for our sin so that you would be free and you don't have to go to hell. You don't have to die in your sins. You don't have to be in pain. You don't have to be without child. You don't have to be barren. He's like, you don't have to live a life as a crook no more. Jesus paid the price for it. He's like, you ain't even got to be a drug addict no more. Opioids were very rampant even in God's, even in Jesus's time. You're like, oh, people didn't smoke blunts back then. Well, hey, an opioid is an opioid. They had the, they had the original bud, baby. They had the original bud. Why use paper to wrap something when you can smoke it through a pipe? They had the original buds back then. What I'm saying is God defeated death, hell, and the grave. 
and he made it possible for all of us to be free. And so Paul, now that he got this revelation and he doesn't study hard on it, right? He's like, I have got to go and tell as many people as possible. And he wanted to make sure he kept the connection with the Lord. So he began to worship and worship is giving thanks and giving praise. And he did that. He gave thanks and he gave praise and he was just exuberant about it. And he was just so, he was full of joy why he did it. And he had to tell as many Jews as he could possibly find because those were God's chosen people. He included the Gentiles because when the Jews said no, the Gentile says, I'll have some of that, please. Thank you very much. Can I get a letter? <laughs> they were willing to hear. They had an ear to hear. And it's like, you know what? That sounds much better than what I'm going through. I, I'll take that. I believe. I believe. And so finally he got, got a chance to get before these Jews and he's telling them about it. And then all of a sudden, the people in charge come around going, you the devil. You done went from the truth to the devil. What you doing? You tangling their minds. You detangling them. You messing them up. And really what they're saying is, yo, man, you taking our income. They, they believe in us. And you over here messing with them, telling them about some Jesus. And now they're going to be giving the money to y'all instead of to us. Because, see, that's what's really, that's what it's about. And Paul's like, Paul pulled one of those things that Jesus did. Get behind me, Satan. You don't even know what you're talking about. And so Paul keeps preaching to the Jews and to Gentiles and anybody that would listen. He kept preaching and kept preaching. Paul was accused of sedition, which is basically the words that Jesus used to honor the father. Like, thank you, Lord. Jesus is the son of God, Elohim, creator of heaven and earth, who sent his son to save the world. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is our healer. Jesus is not the devil. Jesus is Lord. Paul was being charged. These charges were being, um, were being mounted towards Paul as heresy. And it was untrue. And so in, in intellectual like fashion and straight boldness, Paul says in the book of Acts 24, verse 14, he says, But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I, the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. So in other words, Paul, Paul is going, yup, I did it. You can't prove the lie, but you can show enough prove the truth. The other stuff you said was a lie. I was not tangling them. I was not detangling their minds or tangling their minds or whatever lie you said. I was giving them the straight truth. He's like, I wasn't trying to confuse them. I was giving them the straight truth. And the straight truth is that worshiping the Lord is what I do. And I'm going to keep on doing it. And I'm going to keep on teaching them. He told the truth. He was detangling the lie that was put in their minds. He wasn't trying to confuse them. He was just unraveling the mess. The same mess that he was in. The same lies that he was taught. They were taught. And he was trying to tell them the truth. He wasn't trying to like, you know how you untangle a thing and then it gets tangled back up? 
like a slinky or something. He wasn't trying to do that. He wasn't trying to slinky their mind. He was trying to completely unravel the lie and remove it so that they could actually hear the truth and receive. That's what he was doing. And so he was like, yep, that's right. I worship my father. My, the God that my father worshiped, I worship him. Elohim. Jews call him Yahweh. yud hey vav hey. Yeshua. Yeshua is his name, Jesus. Amen. Paul now, he, Paul has now become the defender. He defends the acts he once arrested other people for doing. Worshiping the Lord was so important to Paul that he decreed openly his confession of actions. And that's in the next verse, verse 16. He says, and herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscious void to offense towards God and towards men. You're like, what? He's like, look, I'm not going to take an opportunity to get offended. I'm not going to take an opportunity to offend my, to offend my Lord and God by saying that I'm not worshiping him. I'm worshiping him. And I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you why you should. He's like, I'm not going to take an opportunity to let these people that are trying to stop my worship. I'm not going to take an opportunity to, to be even be, to even be upset with them. This is why, because an offense can turn into unforgiveness, which will keep me from my father. I'm not taking that opportunity. But what I will do is take an opportunity to plant a seed of faith in them. That's what he said. I'm going to take every opportunity to plant a seed of faith in them. Paul went to places where people had let him know ahead of time. I'm going to straight Jack kill you, dude. I'm putting you in the grave. He went anyway. Dude, I'm going to smack you around. I'm going to straight up jack you. I'm going to do to you what we did to Jesus. I'm going to straight mess you up. Paul went anyway. He's like, I'm not going to take an opportunity to not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The word famous, which is applied to Paul, means to preach. They call Paul the famous apostle. Paul is so famous that preachers want to be like him. So he's the preaching apostle of the word of God. (laughs) And that's something. The one who at first would hang up the Jews, uh, hang up the the Jesus disciples, who would hang them up, him them up, jack them up, kill them, slaughter them. Now he's one of them who has to pray for his safety. But he was so bold because he figured, and this is, I'm basing this on the writings. He figured that if he could move so swiftly and with so much fervency to defend the father in the word of God in the old Testament, now knowing the truth that the father sent the son to pay the price and to perfect the old Testament, because the old Testament constantly said that the word was coming. The word was coming to free man and to give us a way out and to forgive us of all our sins. And when the word came, Paul didn't believe it. 
because he kept killing them. But he had to hear from the Father. He heard from God himself. And then he heard the word that Jesus preached to his disciples and to those that would follow him. And he believed. And he, in his mind, he was thinking, if I could move with such fervency for what I had heard before, saying that these people were against God, and now I know the truth, I got to move with even more fervency for Jesus because he is the son of God. The Lord did send him. And I was, I was fighting so hard because I thought I was doing the right thing. How many people have thought they were doing the right thing when they ran around and beat up on somebody, whether verbally or physically, because you thought, well, they're not serving God. They're not serving the true God that I serve. So I must beat them up. I must kill them. I must take them out. Saul did the same thing who became Paul. And this is why he said, I'm not going to take an offense. I'm not going to take an opportunity to not exalt my God. And I'm not going to take an opportunity to not tell people about him. I'm going to take every opportunity to tell you that Jesus is Lord and I love him. I'm going to take every opportunity to tell you I love you enough to tell you about the love of Jesus. I will not get offended because you don't like me. I will not get offended because you kick me out of your town. I will not get offended because you try and do X, Y, Z. Paul was like, I love you. I love you. And I love God. I'm going to tell you that he's a good God. And so Paul is like, everybody, everybody, let us thank God together. Let us thank God. So that's what he was saying in those synagogues and on the streets or wherever he could preach. Let us thank God together. He's like, yo, my Jewish brothers and sisters, Jesus is real. He came already. You waiting for him to come. He's already come and left. And he left us with a comfort of the Holy Spirit. He's like, give God the praise. Lift up your voice and give thanks and praise unto the Lord. Worship is like a kiss on the cheek of the Lord. You know how we enjoy, enjoy encouragement. Well, just as much as we enjoy encouragement and thanks, so does God. We're made in his image just like him. Just like him. You know... Gentlemen, you know you love it when your wife say, thank you, baby. Thank you so much. You did such a good job. I really appreciate you. I love how you just take care of this family. You, you do such a good job. Thank you. I love you. I love you so much. You do such a good job. You always care for me. You always care for this family. You work so hard. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You, you appreciate it. You know you do. Now you taking care of your family, your boo, your wife, your kids. Some of y'all ain't got kids yet. But you you keep you holding it down. You taking care of what's yours. You holding down your house. You holding it down. It don't matter if you black, white, Spanish, Asian, Arabic. We got, a, what, 250 countries in this world or more? It don't matter what your nationality is. As a man, when you holding it down, you love it when your wife tell you, you holding it down. Or your pops tell you, or your mom tell you, you know what, son, I'm really proud of you. You know what, daughter, I'm really proud of you. You doing this thing. You doing it. 
You're doing a good job. You know you like to hear that. Male and female, we love to hear that. We love it. And if we love it, don't you think God would love to hear from his children? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for saving my life. God, you healed me. Lord, I know you were there in the hospital with me. I felt your presence, God. Lord, you restored my sight. Lord, you restored my hearing. Lord God, you gave me a limb. Lord God, you healed me. You healed my child. You brought him back from death. Lord God, you gave me a family. You gave me a spouse. You gave me, you gave me a baby. Lord God, I was lonely. And Lord God, you comforted me. Lord God, you gave me peace when my, when my family member passed on. Lord God, you gave me peace when they were going through the operation. Lord God, you let me know they was going to be okay. Lord God, Lord God, I thank you. Lord God, you were here with me when I was taking those tests. I was so frazzled taking those exams. And you just, your peace just swept over me, Lord God. I was taking those exams and I thought, oh, I'm going to fail. He was like, you know this material. Relax. I'm with you. When I was surrounded by all those bullies just kicking and punching on me, you came in and you took the blow. And you stayed there with me. They got tired of kicking me. And instead of me being injured by their kicks, their feet and hands started to hurt because they were hitting me so long. But they were actually hitting you. Lord God, thank you for saving me. Lord God, you got me out of the fire. Lord God, thank you. You helped me so much. Lord God, you helped me to buy a house. You told me which one to buy and which one not to buy. Lord God, you provided for the finances. You put groceries in my living room. I had no food. I had a mayonnaise jar in the refrigerator. You brought me groceries to the door. Lord God, you paid for school for my kids. You paid for my schooling, Lord God. You gave me a job, Lord God. You helped me to build a business, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You helped me to build a business. You helped me to provide. You helped me to be a blessing. Thank you, Lord God. You gave me hope. Thank you, Lord God. You gave me your abundant joy that continues to overflow. Thank you, Lord. You see, God loves you. And he will help you to remember the moments of thanks. The Holy Spirit of God will give you words of utterance, words of affirming praise and worship. Just ask them. Just say, Holy Spirit, give me words of worship and praise that I may say to our Heavenly Father. I love him. I want to love him. I want to know love like that. I want to thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Record on your cell phone your words of praise and thanks and upload it to the Twitter feed at LUTG Radio. Upload it to the Facebook feed, LUTG Radio 247. I'm going to put the links 
up so you can click on them. Upload it to Instagram at LUTG Radio. Because this holiday season, in addition to receiving gifts from our families and friends and giving it to our coworkers and people on the street and people in the shelters, let's all of us take 60 seconds just to say thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You gave us life. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord right now. 